I invite you this morning, by the way, just to look around. Look at this, uh, this congregation gathered for this event. Look at the graduates and enjoy the sight. Look at the faculty and parents, grandparents, family members, and so many others who are gathered here and recognize that we know that there is more here than is visible. What's visible is glorious. Just look around. Who would not want to be a part of something like this? And the something like this, we need to remind ourselves, is far older than what we see when we look at the human beings here, some considerably younger and some considerably older. You look at this beautiful setting, and you look at the investment of so many generations in an institution that was established for the faith once for all delivered to the saints, and you recognize that no one just added water and stirred in order to produce this. This also means that even just the campus itself as one representation reminds us of so many generations of Christians who have invested in this cause because they desperately cared about the future faithfulness of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. So many of them are now long with the Lord they never had the opportunity to see what you now see, nor do millions and millions of evangelical Christians who pray that the Lord will send workers into the vineyard and pray that the Lord is raising up in this generation soldiers of Christ in truth arrayed. But thanks be to God, we get to see it this day. This is the commencement of Boyce College. This is the day that the Lord has made. A statement of gratitude is just absolutely incumbent upon us. Gratitude to God for making this possible. Gratitude for the churches of the Southern Baptist Convention for investing so generously in this institution. A word of thanks and gratitude to a board of trustees responsible for the governance of the institution on behalf of the convention. And here proximately on this lawn, we thank especially this faculty, and the administrators of the school. We thank the families of so many gathered here for entrusting your loved ones to us for an education that is unquestionably Christian to prepare them for a lifetime of Christian faithfulness to come. And we are just thankful that we get to see such a thing and reflect upon such a sight and to what and to who to whom would we turn? We turn to a word from the living God. We turn to scripture. In this case, we turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. I begin reading at verse 10. Paul writes to Timothy, and by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ until he comes. You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to be at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived, 
But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. Now, you know, when you look to a text for a message like this, you have to take responsibility both for where it begins and where it ends. This text begins with the Apostle Paul reminding Timothy that Timothy has followed his teaching. And his teaching is not just in words and in doctrine and in principles and in truth. It's also in his conduct, his aim in life, Paul says, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions. Okay, well, we just took a turn there. Paul says to Timothy, I want you to remember from whom you learned these things. It's important for us to recognize that the great eternal truths of the Christian faith are not disembodied. There's a reason why an institution like Boyce College must exist. There's a reason why what takes place in the classroom and beyond the classroom, but beginning in the classroom makes such a difference. It is because the great truths of the Christian faith are first and foremost objectively eternally true. But they come to us through very real human beings who teach us the Christian faith. The relationship between Paul and Timothy must have been an incredibly special relationship. But the reality is it serves as a model for every teacher-student relationship in the history of Christianity. It's not only important that we know what we know, it is important that we know from whom we have learned these truths. That's a stewardship invested in a school like Boyce College, a precious, priceless, but dangerous stewardship. It is the responsibility that we treat, that we teach only the truth, that we teach the faith once for all delivered to the saints, and that we teach only what is in accordance with Holy Scripture and the rule of faith. Thankfully, this is a school and this is a faculty committed to do just that. And these are graduates here arrayed before us today who have come for an education which is precisely that. And thus, it's just important today that we say, we know from whom we have learned these things. Graduates, you know from whom you have learned these things. And isn't it marvelous in God's indescribably precious plan that as for Timothy, this most often begins at home. As Timothy's reminded of his own godly mother and grandmother. And then in a healthy Christian life, it also is extended to the church, to the congregation, where we learn by the ordinary means of grace through the preaching of the word of God, Lord's day by Lord's day, and then the manifested ministries of that local church. And then in service to those churches and in extending the witness of those parents and families, a school like this must exist. Thanks be to God, it is possible that just such a school does exist. And it is now realized that we have this day of celebration together because another class of Boyce College has now run this course and finished this race 
and is now being sent out into the world. Now, I want to say to graduates, you have no idea what it feels like on this side of the equation. You may one day. You have no idea how this day is experienced differently by the faculty than by yourselves. You know this is a day of great accomplishment, and it is a goal to which you have been headed faithfully, doggedly, devotedly for four years. From the other side of the desk, those who are called to teach here in this college teach because they love the Lord Jesus Christ, they love the Christian faith, they love the Christian church, and they love the Christian young people who come to study here. It, it feels, and I speak here on behalf of the faculty, it feels like a day of great celebration, but it's also a day of moment because what is required in the Christian context for the kind of teaching and learning to which this school aspires, it requires not only the transfer of knowledge, it requires the transfer of passion. And you are going out as the people of that passion. But there's also just the reciprocity of love and respect that comes between the teacher and those taught, fellow learners together. And so you have to understand on the part of the faculty, this is a day of great satisfaction. It's also a day of no little moment and a bit of sadness. But you did not come here in order to be imprisoned here. And not only that, you kind of have to go because the world needs you according to the call of God, and there are a bunch of 18-year-olds who need your beds next semester. <laughs> That's the way this works. For family and parents and pastors and others, this is a day of just great, tremendous, undiluted joy. This is a day for which you have worked and so many others have sacrificed and hoped and prayed. And then you say, well, that's a strange text you just chose. Because where I just stopped is where the Apostle Paul reminds Timothy of the persecutions that he endured. And then as if to make the point, he goes on in verse 12 to say, indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Happy graduation day. But it is good for us to know this, is it not? It is good for us to know that suffering for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ is normative for the Christian faith. Now, we know that there are times and seasons where this kind of persecution, it takes different forms and comes with a different intensity. There's a danger as we speak about persecution right now, that if we're thinking about our cultural context right here, we will fail to understand that there are believers around the world right now whose lives are on the line, who are living in mortal danger simply for their profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But here at home, we do recognize that the world around us is changing. Even in the four years you have been here at Boyce College, the world is changing. And what will be required of you 
in the generation of Christians to which you belong, what will be required of you? Not only just in terms of standing steadfast in the faith once we're all delivered to the saints, but, but even in raising godly children and in pursuing godly lives in the professions and in the workplace, there will be challenges that will wait for you only so long. And we're about to find out where the Christians are over the next several years in this country. I just want to encourage you that even as the Apostle Paul says, and he's very honest about this, the persecution will come to those who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus. We pray that the education you've received at Boyce College is at least a part of what the Lord will use in your lives to strengthen you for the tests that will come. And those tests will come. But also remember that throughout the history of the Christian church, as testified within Scripture itself, God's glory is in his people enduring and triumphing over persecution and trials in faithfulness. But then we also note how this passage ends. But as for you, but as for you, we say today, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. It's hard to imagine one singular verse that's more immediately applicable to what's taking place here today than this. First of all, continue in what you have learned. We firmly believe that the gospel, the scripture, the truth infused in you in the curriculum of this college will be invaluable to your faithfulness in the decades to come. That's the reason this school exists. But it's not just about you any more than it's just about the rest of us here. It's about a world awaiting witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's about the world waiting for examples of Christian faithfulness. It's about families that will need to be raised. It's about communities that will need to be enriched. It's about good work yet to be done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And yes, it is about it is about future generations yet unborn. Paul again here in this duality says, remember not only what you have been taught, but remember who taught you. And as I say, this goes back as it did with Timothy, all the way to the earliest days of life. And then, of course, it ends where we must end with the acknowledgement that the only way we know what that faith is that was once delivered to the saints this text ends where it must end in reminding us of the rule of faith and of the authority by which we live the Christian life and know what the Christian faith is. I speak of the Holy Scriptures and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings. What about the Scriptures? Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Then that wonderful text directly speaking in scripture of scripture all scripture is breathed out by god as god breathed and profitable for teaching for reproof for correction for training in righteousness that the man of god may be competent equipped for every good work that every good christian man and christian woman would be equipped for every good work by the scripture the holy scripture is the means by which the Holy Spirit enables, enriches, builds up, prepares, and propels Christ's people into the world for work for witness. 
in the accomplishment of that to which you are called. So we hope and pray that as you go from this school, you go with your faith enriched and deepened, your faith in Christ, that your hold upon and your affection for Christ and the gospel strengthened and magnified. We pray that your understanding of the Christian faith will have been deepened and made more comprehensive and for you more personal and more real even as you prepare to go out into the world and reveal the glory of God in faithfulness. We pray also that you have learned an even greater and deeper commitment to the scripture as the word of God and to living by the power of the word of God in every dimension of life. Persecution, the apostle Paul says, will come to all who desire to live a godly life in Christ. And we certainly pray for you that you desire to live a godly life in Christ. We see such promise in you. Understand that today is a day that stretches us. It also greatly encourages us. You look at this array of graduates today, and I speak to you as graduates. You have no idea how much hope rides on you. You have no idea, maybe a hint, of how much joy is seen in you and for you, how much promise is depending on you. We've come to know you over the last several years, and we believe that God has called you for this time to this purpose and will give you all things necessary in order to be faithful. My charge to you is to live life however long or short by God's sovereign plan in such a way that every moment of your life and every experience and lesson and every book read and every lecture heard, every conversation shared at Boyce College will be channeled into absolute faithfulness in your life. We pray that you will look back at your years here as cherished years, indispensable for helping you to become all that God would have you to be. May your faithfulness be extended from this class to the church, through the church, to the world. That is our hope. Go in peace. Go in joy. Go in faithfulness. Go knowing that you are surrounded by the prayers of Christ people. But don't go until you have your diploma. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the sheer joy and wonder of being a part of this. Father, make of these graduates a force that will change the world for your glory. In Christ's name, amen.